Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in, Winning Cures Everything, number 233. We are ready for another football weekend. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. Lots to discuss this evening. We are going to jump in with uh, with big game previews for college and the NFL. We're going to do gambling picks in college and the NFL. First, we want to tell you, Tunica, Mississippi sponsors this show. Go check them out, tunicatravel.com. Go check out our website, winningcureseverything.com. Subscribe to us on YouTube, any of your favorite podcast apps, all those wonderful things. We are on Twitter, at Winning Cures. You can follow me, at GaryWCE. You can follow me, at Chris B. Giannini. You can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash winningcureseverything. Let's go ahead and get into this. We're going to do college football big game previews, college football gambling picks, NFL game uh, big game previews, and NFL picks. In that order, let's do it. College football big game previews week number four. That is correct. Brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. You can watch and wager on these games at any of Tunica's five, soon to be six incredible sports books, Horseshoe, Gold Strike, Samstown, Hollywood, First Jackpot, and opening soon, that's right, Friday, September 28th at 11 o'clock in the morning. We got a date. The sports book at the Fitz. Yes, I, I'm going to try and be there, but that's next Friday, so I am uh, I am prepped for it. You can get more information over at tunicatravel.com. Let's go on and tell them about the website. Tell them about the picks contest. Look, we have had hundreds of people sign up for this contest. Every week is a, a little bit different prize, but it will be something from Tunica, Mississippi every week. Go to the website, winningcureseverything.com. We've got a little button up in the top right-hand corner whenever you go to the actual website. It says football picks or picks contest or something. I forget what it says. Look, Either just way. Just click around the website. Just click around, but it'll Give say like clicks. football picks contest. We're not trying to sell you on real clickbait. Just it's free. Wander around. It's free to enter. Put in your email address. Tell us where you're from. Give us your Twitter handle. Yeah, give us your Twitter handle, and then that's about it. And we're going to give you free nights down at the casinos. We'll give you free slot play. We'll give you free uh, free dining. Some buffets, some dining, yeah. Yeah, so like uh, this week, it is a two-night stay at Hollywood Casino and a $50 free slot play. Uh, Last week, the winner was Michael C., and he got got $100 to the steakhouse over at Hollywood and $50 free slot play. Week before that, it was uh, it was a free night at Fitz Casino and free slot play and, and whatever else. But go check it out, winningcureseverything.com. We got everything you need over there. Let's jump into some previews. Now, there's a few. There were like three really big games. Okay. And then there's I like. I, I, I disagree. I think that all five games are big. Uh, I think all five games are big. Which five are you talking about? The five we talked about before the show. Okay, the one, the cutting out one of them. Oh yeah, one of them is a garbage game. We don't even need to discuss <laughs> at all. All right, these lines are coming from. Uh, well, at first they came from MGM, but now these lines are coming from Gold Strike Casino down in Tunica. Um, and then every week we'll have a different one. But for this week, Gold Strike down in Tunica. First game, Stanford. Minus two at Oregon. The over-under is 55. 7 p.m. ABC, Autzen Stadium in Eugene, Oregon. This is the college game day game. Yep. 
So our, our buddy Bear is going to be out there. Chris Felica. It's like 4 in the morning when they get started. Yeah. Local no, time. It is insane. I, I'll tell you this, though. I would love to be there for a game day just to be there early morning, watch the sun come up over the West Coast. Yeah. I mean, it's, Eugene's I, a pretty beautiful place. I've, I've heard good things. My wife has been there. I haven't been to Oregon. Yeah. Uh, but she tells me it is a beautiful, we beautiful part of the country. Who goes up with one of those private planes? That's, believe that. What did, what did he say? The <laughs> like flypersonal.com dot com, fly, right. whatever it is, wheelsup.com. We're think. not there yet. We're not quite there, but we will be. Y'all keep watching these YouTubes. We'll get there. KJ Costello and Bryce Love versus Justin Herbert. These are the big names on this. Oregon has not been tested at all this season, not yet. but uh, they are dead even in turnover margin. And they are one and two against the spread. Stanford is two and one against the spread. They are plus four in turnover margin. Uh, Oregon's given up 226 passing yards and 7.1 passing yards per attempt uh, so far on the season. Costello should be able to take advantage of this, you would think. The average Sagarin rating of the opponents that they have played. Stanford is not going to be good. Seventy-six. Okay, that's not so bad. It's not bad, right? USC, With San Diego State, USC, USC, they brought those up, and and UC Davis even really isn't that bad. Okay, okay. So, uh, well, Oregon, Oregon's going to be rough. Oregon's is real bad. One hundred and seventy-one on average. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's not good. The analytics say that Stanford should win this game, thirty-four to twenty-six. That would cover the spread. And the total points would be 60. So that would be over the 55. That is the guess. What do you say about this game? I like Oregon at home. I like game day being there. I think it's going to be a good, exciting, fun Betters game. Betters love Oregon. I know. They're just Love fun. Oregon. Now, listen. I know they played a high school team last week. Did you see the uniforms that they came out with last week? I didn't see the, the they uniforms. Were, they were black and, like, highlighter green. They called them... I forgot what it's called, like lightning green or mean green. It was glow-in-the-dark green, and it looked Pretty awesome. Insane. I was a fan, and, uh, you know, and maybe I just saw it on – I didn't watch the game, obviously. I, I was in Boston. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but no, I, I, saw, I saw it on just one of the websites that I follow on Facebook. They showed them out. I, I wonder if they'll be coming out with those uniforms this weekend because this is game day. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see it. The game is at 7 p.m. Central Time. And you know how I like the black uniforms anyway. Yeah. I'm it, pretty partial to the black. I am curious if, because that game last week was, was a night game. Yep. This one starts at 5 p.m. local time. So I am curious if maybe, like, if it's really hot out there. It depends on, on what the temperature would be like. Yeah, I don't know that it's going to be hot. I think so, it'll be all right. I'm not worried about the weather. I don't know, man. I just – I really like Oregon. I think they're a good team. I think they're fast. They're definitely young. Um, Stanford's more experienced. Stanford's a power team. They're going to try to slow them down. They're going to try to ugly up the game. They'll probably do pretty well at that. I don't know I, that this Stanford team has showed me anything. Maybe the team that they've beat are just not really good. I think that is very possible. Like, I was impressed by the USC win. I was, I was like, man – and then I saw Texas beat up <laughs> just on you. beat the and mess they, out and of them last bad. week. And I don't think Texas is a good football team. No, I don't think they're that good. Uh, I, but no, I was impressed with the uh, the San Diego State win because San Diego State put the clamps down on Bryce Love, and they still beat them 31-10. to 10. Yeah, they found they found other ways to win. Yeah. But they're better than San Diego State. I mean, they just got the dudes to figure something out. Yes, I, I do agree with that. Uh, I don't know. I, I wonder if David Shaw's coaching experience – over Mario Cristobal will 
No, nah, he definitely has the coaching experience. Yeah. But, man, Cristobal's a good coach. And the game being at, at basically at night, at home, game day. You're right. This is going to be a tight game. Uh, I am not certain on which way I'm going to lean yet. Analytics, again, say 34-26 Stanford. Yeah, that is 60 those, total points, guys, so that's the over. Those guys told me to bet Northwestern last week, too. <laughs> and I don't like listening to analytics, and I was just like, uh, that's a pretty big difference. I don't think analytics can uh, can account for three turnovers returned for touchdowns. 21 points. Yeah. We, mm. we won't get into it too bad uh, for our Westlock Pirate buddies, but uh, – yeah, that was that was an ugly one. I wasn't happy. Ugly one last week. Uh, game number two, Wisconsin minus three and a half at Iowa. This is the game I'm most excited to watch. Uh, this one comes on at 7:30 p.m. on Fox, so it'll be on a little bit uh, staggered. Right? I, I will be. Bit. I'll be watching more of this game than anything else. So I will. Uh, I will have both of these on yeah. at the same time, and whichever one. Is more entertaining. <laughs> well, no, the Stanford game will probably be more entertaining. Uh, that's my this guess. This one's going to be two big dudes in a phone booth beating each other up. Yeah. Uh, the over-under is 41 and a half, 7.30 p.m. on Fox, Kinnick Stadium in Iowa City, Iowa. It would have been a much bigger game. There would be a lot more national attention on it had Wisconsin not blown last week's BYU game. That's why uh, I just disagree. The – should I tell you the – I think I think the fact that Wisconsin lost makes it that much bigger. It just makes it that much bigger. I, I, I really do. I think they're going to be pissed off. I think the they're national media prove. I think it'll be bigger for Wisconsin, but I think as far as national media goes, because you hadn't had, oh, you hadn't well, heard yeah, a whole lot about you don't, it because you don't get two yeah. undefeated teams. No, I, I get that completely. Um, I'll tell you the analytics here. Yeah, Iowa is three and zero against the spread this year. They are giving up only eight points per game. God, that's nothing. Wisconsin man. is 0-3 against the spread. They're giving up 13.7 points per game. Um, Iowa's defense is only giving up 42 rushing yards per game. That's 1.5 yards per carry, while Wisconsin is averaging 285 rushing that, yards per that game. Will, that will change this weekend, yes. Iowa. Yes. That will change this weekend. I, I think both of them have ability oh. to change right oh no no no! definitely no, wisconsin ain't putting up 300 yards on the ground or not they might that would I surprise that. me i doubt it would that. surprise me um but i also don't think that i was going to keep wisconsin to 42 like i really don't think that's oh gonna change. god no um, no wisconsin's hitting triple digits. i mean li- listen at the yards per carry difference it's 6.1 yards per carry for wisconsin 1.5 that iowa's defense is giving this up. is like the immovable man versus the unstoppable object yes like this is it we all know Kinnick Stadium at night yes. is oh, bananas. Kurt right? Ferentz, this is such this is such a good matchup. And if you're a Iowa, fat guy and you like offensive line play, oh, this defensive is, line play, this is this, heaven. This is gonna be a great game. I wish I could go to this game. This is like the game that I want to be at one day. Oh, it's Iowa, Iowa is uh, Iowa is waiting for this one. I, I yeah. talked to you about this. They lost last year. They thought they had a shot against Wisconsin, and Wisconsin kind of rubbed their face in a little bit. Thirty-eight to fourteen last year. And Iowa lost at home to Wisconsin, seventeen to nine in two thousand sixteen. Yeah. They they view themselves as equals to Wisconsin. Oh, they should. They should. And I mean, they're not that. Wisconsin's a better program, I think, nationwide. Everybody assuming that, but they're not that much better. They're not so good that you just chalk this W up to Wisconsin. Well, it was every just twenty fifteen that Iowa was undefeated going yeah. into the Big Ten championship game. That's right. Um, you know the analytics say, and I'm going to do this for every game just so you've got an idea if you want to lean one way or another, 
It says Iowa 22 to 21 and over the 41 and a half. So that's 22 21 is 43 points. You're going over by a point and a half. Now, this is good. I think this game is going to be incredibly close. I will be not, I won't be touching this game at all with a betting line. <laughs> that is rare for me to be locked in on a game and not, not me, be super interested. And not have in. any gambling action on it. I, I just want to watch this football game so bad. Well, because there's there's no telling what's going to happen, right? Yeah. Like, it, it, it just any wrong move will win or lose the ball game. I've got a list of games that I, I finally started getting out of my element a little bit and going to games, getting out of the house, and now I've got this bug. And so now I've got a list of games and places to go. Uh, Madison and uh, Camp Randall are on my list. Okay. Well, you're talking about Iowa City. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Kinnick State. Iowa, yeah, Kinnick State. My yeah. bad. Um, all right, let's jump on to number three. Uh, TCU, minus two and a half. At Texas, over-under is 51, 3.30 p.m. on Fox in Austin, Texas. Fox has got all the best games this weekend. They really they, – they've I mean, had They're, they're going to dominate the TV. They, they really – between – Actual good matchups, mm-hmm. like yes, and I, they are probably going to do this all year. Yeah, all year. Uh, both teams are two and one. They've got losses to Big Ten teams, but TCU looks a little bit better oh, because uh, Ohio State to, losing to Ohio State and staying with them all game until the very end looks completely different than uh, than getting your doors blown off by Maryland by in the first Maryland. game of the season. Uh, just as, got smoked by Temple. As far as yards per play goes, TCU has the advantage. They uh, they average 6.35 yards per play to Texas is 5.53. And on defense, uh, TCU gives up 4.67. Texas gives up 5.18. Texas has played the number 43 schedule in the country to TCU's only number 79. That's based on Sagarin ratings. Texas's defense last week gave up negative five rushing yards to USC. That is absurd. That was on 16 carries. Yeah, I was about to say, USC got away from the run pretty quick. Well, which is crazy because they were up 14-3. to three. Like, it, well, they, and, they didn't have to get away from well, it. Well, and here's the other thing. College football does something different than the pro football. All sack yardage goes against rushing yards. Yes. In the pros, sack yardage goes against your passing yards. I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. You can – yeah, uh – Ben Roethlisberger started the game off negative five yards after the first two drives of passing. That's insane. <laughs> but but it, but he wasn't he wasn't he just got sacked a couple of times and so that's how he yeah so started. counted against it. Okay, uh, TCU could have beaten Ohio State if they did not turn the ball over three times. They T- were they were in that game. Yeah, they're not evenly matched. I'm not saying that, but they're not a whole lot worse than Ohio State. They're the next tier down. Yeah, next tier down. Uh, TCU is negative one on the season as far as turnover margin goes. Texas is negative two. On the season. So, a little even there. The analytics say TCU 28-26. to 26, That gives us the over of 51. Man, that's a lot closer than I thought. Yeah, it's... I'll be riding Gary Patterson until the day and that's, I And that's totally, totally cool because the analytics did say that Northwestern would beat up on Akron. So... <laughs> that's right. That's I mean, right. you, you never know with these things, right? Like, it's, it's just what a, a computer says right. should happen. And I've got like five computers putting you, together. If you, if you give me Tom Herman and Gary Patterson, that is a no-brainer. I'm taking that. I'll tell you every this: day of my life. If Texas wins this game, I am going to feel much better about that 
stupid eleven and one pick. That's all right. That yeah. I had early in the no, year. No, that's okay. Yeah, no, you and you should. You absolutely should. Here's the thing: they've got talent. Herman's supposed to be a really good coach. Todd Orlando is. He's got a. He's a good defensive mind. No, no, he, yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong. With, he's probably not the top three or four coordinator in the country, but he's a really good defensive coordinator. Very capable guy. Like, there's no reason for them to have the record they have under Herman. On top of that, Tom Herman, as a a short underdog, it, he's like seven and zero against the spread. It's ridiculous. So, like the I, fact that they're two and a half okay. point underdogs at home. I know that we talked about this last we'll, week. We'll get into this when we get into the picks. Okay, that's fine. Okay, we can do that. You can. I got. You. All right, we're going to skip this one. We're not going to talk. We're about We're not talking about that one. We're not the, talking about Georgia. Missouri. Y'all don't, y'all don't, you don't even say it. See, that's, you don't even say it. <laughs> That'll be an honorable mention. And it's game. not an honorable mention. It, Missouri it's is not mentionable. Next one up, Texas A&M at Alabama. Alabama this is a legit game. <laughs> Alabama minus 27 and a half. So here's here's the deal. I I have I have fought you every week trying to talk about Alabama. I have I have absolutely put the <laughs> screws to you because what do we always say? I picked this up from 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 Cowherd. We have stolen it. We've taken it for our own. Be great, be terrible, just be entertaining. At at no point in time have any of the games that you've your team has played, been entertaining at all. You beat up on lesser people than you. And while that's fine and that's good and there's nothing wrong with that, it's nothing to talk about. There are three games this year we get to talk about Alabama. This is one of them. Discuss. This is one, apparently, the LSU game and the Auburn game. Well, yeah, that's, that's it. That's the list. You want to put somebody else on the list? Because it's no. garbage. No, because you're going to beat them all by eighty. You might beat A and M by eighty, but at That's, least I found A&M it funny that Georgia proven. at Missouri and and Georgia is a fourteen and a half point favorite. You don't want to talk about that. That's Vegas. I don't but, care about Vegas. I'm letting you talk about your team. Take the floor. You've got I, I the don't floor. Care. I'm not worried about my team. But you should. This is a great game. No, I, it is a great game. I, I think this. It's I think, why it's on the list. I think that if people think that this is just going to be a boring Alabama smash game. Either one of two things is happening. Y'all are immeasurably better than Clemson. Or A&M just has a really bad off night. Or A&M. Because A&M had Clemson beat. A&M got to play Clemson at home in a crazy atmosphere. And now they have to go play Alabama at 2.30 on a Saturday. Like, it's just a, it's a whole different world, right? Like, okay. in, in one, you got 100,000 people behind you. In another one, you got 100,000 people against you. You know, okay. young teams can do a whole lot of different stuff. Uh, I'm not saying that Alabama will kill Texas A&M. I fully expect Jimbo Fisher to be ready. to to be ready for this. Way better coach than anybody else yeah. in in the Missouri game that we're dealing with here. Yeah, I do agree with that part. And I do agree in the Ole Miss game from last week, I, the Georgia thing does scare me a little bit. It, it, it shouldn't. It, we'll we'll get just, to that. We'll just, we'll do an honorable mention on that. We don't need to. Uh, to a. <laughs> you are throwing me way off my game. A&M is averaging 44.3 points per game, 7.45 yards per play. They are giving up, however, 6.18 yards per play. So the defense thing has not quite been figured out with Mike Elko. I still think he is a genius. I think it's taking a little while uh, to round that thing into shape. Right? they got to get some talent. Yeah. Uh, Alabama, 56.7 points per game, 7.67 yards per play. They are giving up 4.4 yards per play. 
Big difference on that part. Kellen Mond threw for 430 yards and three touchdowns against Clemson. He has seven touchdowns and zero interceptions on the season. A&M's, uh, this is their first game on the road. If if he can be not let the crowd get to him and just be in control of his emotions and the game the way he was against Clemson, Alabama's defense is good. I don't know that they're that much better than Clemson's. If he can play the same level of football that he played against Clemson, A&M will be in this game. This is Jimbo's first shot at Saban inside the SEC. Um, including national championship, uh, Saban assistants are 0-12 and 12, uh, uh, while he's been at Alabama. Or no, I guess that's all time, isn't it? I don't know. Uh, analytics say Alabama should win this one 44-17. That is 61 points. That would be the under because the over-under is 61 and a half. Uh, I didn't say this before. Uh, Alabama minus 27 and a half, 2.30 p.m. CBS, Bryant-Denny Stadium in Tuscaloosa. The line opened up at 24. It was bet to minus 27 and a half in less than 24 hours. What say you? How do you feel about this? I will be taking Jimbo Fisher and the Fighting Aggies. I think they are a they're getting no respect in this. I know that Alabama has crushed teams. I get that. I don't know that Alabama is going to play better at home than they are on the road. I think they are an incredibly consistent team. Yes. I don't think having the crowd behind them will make them a better football team because I think they're playing at optimal efficiency. With that being said, that defense is really good. They have shut down a bunch of garbage football teams. The three teams that they have played wouldn't finish in the top half of all colleges nationwide. They just wouldn't. Ole Miss is not a top 60 team. They're just not. Louisville, Definitely not a top 60 team. They're not even a favorite to win this weekend. They're a dog against Virginia. Is that true? I yes. think they're a favorite. No, they're plus five. Oh, you're right. Yep. Plus four and a half right here, according to Gold Strike. So, uh, that, that, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying, A&M is a class far above those teams. Will Alabama still roll? Probably. But 27, and it's going up. Yeah, 27 that's, seems like that's a That's just too much. Ole Miss was only like a 21-point favorite. That This is just ridiculous. Yeah. That one was on the road, and you know this one's at home, but I, I don't think it really matters that much. Um, yeah, analytics say Alabama would cover the 27. Um, oh, no, no, no. That's right at 27 that's right points. right at 27. I was about so, to say, they're, they're, it's, it's right at both Yeah, numbers. that'd be under. That'd be under. Um Let's go on with the honorable mentions. Oh no, no, oh, the got, other the other big game that you uh Florida at Tennessee. Florida at Tennessee is a big game. You neither know, one of these teams are great. Neither one of these teams are even good right now. But this is a this is a game if we're going to cover SEC football, this game matters in the SEC. Yeah. It has yeah, you're forever. Right. You're right. And these teams I think are more even this year than they've ever been. They've would been you agree with time. that? I I would agree with it that. It doesn't mean they're both good. They're just but Florida has come down to Tennessee's level a lot, and Tennessee has come up a little bit. Tennessee does look a lot better coached than than they did before, right? Yeah. So give me give me your thoughts on this. I don't have notes on it. I don't. This look, was don't, in one of my honorable yeah, mentions. But I don't. I don't do the analytical breakdown. I don't look the Massey body or the, the, the Massey Peabody ratings. You don't use Massey Peabody. You use just a Massey, right? right. Um, and you use like three other ratings on it and all this stuff. I've watched these two teams play a lot. 
I watched a lot of Dan Mullins over the last couple of years. <laughs> I think Dan's a good coach. I cannot figure out for the life of me why Florida can't consistently win. Uh, well, I would I would think I a mean, lot of that would be since, Felipe Franks. Ever since Urban Meyer and, has left there, but I'm just I'm talking about I'm talking about like a long time running. Well, it's it, since uh, Urban easy. has left, it's been play calling and not developing play. players on offense. It's not just quarterback. But that has a lot to do with it. If the quarterback cannot get the ball to the to the playmakers. So you know my philosophy on Florida State, right? And how just there's like it's there's a cultural this, thing. There's this culture of of just these players aren't tough, they're not disciplined. They they just they go out there and they just try to play for themselves. Nobody's really playing. I think Florida's got a lot of that, and I don't know that Dan can fix that. Remember, Dan didn't come in and clean Mississippi State up. Croom came in in three and years and cleaned it up, and, and then and he was he was a disaster win loss, but he cleaned that yeah. program up. It was a cesspool when Jackie Sherrill left. Yeah, it was it was completely. And then Dan got to take over a program that was ready to roll, and now he's in the cesspool stage. I don't know that he's the guy to clean up a program. What is the line on this uh, on this Florida game? Four and a half. Tennessee plus four and a half. Tennessee plus four. They're and at half. home and they're catching points. Yep, four and a half. You are dead on it. Um, I wouldn't lie to you now. And I do appreciate that. I really I, do. I might be wrong on something, but it I wouldn't think, be intentional. I think I'd probably take Tennessee here. I'm taking Tennessee. I think at, at home, I think they're fired up for this one. I think the talent gap is uh, is not as far as it has been. Nope. And, and I'll uh, tell you this. I, we've got a real small sample size. Well, and in, every in every year Kirk. it's been one possession, right? It's, it's always last been a year close was game. a last second throw. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'd I'd probably take. Tennessee. I think this is the one game Tennessee fans think we can win this game. Yeah, in the in the East, I think Georgia. They all know they're not winning. I think they probably all would tell you they think they can beat South Carolina. I don't know that they can. Vanderbilt's pretty good. Kentucky's got some big wins. Missouri's looking a lot better than most people. I think the team that they are going to circle and say, we have to win this game to make our season even come close to successful, this is their Super Bowl. This is the kitchen sink game for them. I don't think it's that for Florida. I, You know, I think I agree with you. I do think I agree with you. I'm, I'm really actually kind of excited about this game. <laughs> I, it's kind of sad that this game has fallen to the – place that it is in the world because it used to be the marquee sec yeah. game and I now mean, it's this uh, was the 230 game no matter even when tennessee was bad this was still the 230 and, game and now this has become the saturday night sec network yeah. <laughs> very few people getting it i look i'm not gonna lie i literally thought that like I, I just didn't even think about this game when it came to the big game. Mention all I, that. I, 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 I thought it was a good game. I thought not only was it a good game, I think it needs to be in one of the big games. These, okay. these are two big boy programs that have just fallen. Yeah, and, and, it, and, and that, that kind of makes it interesting. Yeah, it. Well, now that they're both kind of same, same level, all that. Yeah. Um, let's go on through some of the honorable mention while we, uh, while we have a little bit of time. Friday night, Florida Atlantic at UCF. Cannot wait for this game. Lane Kiffin against Josh Heupel. This game is going to be so great. It, I really need Florida Atlantic to score and not make this a disaster just just to entertain me on a Friday night. Well, the, hey, look, we'll move to another Friday night game. 
Washington State at USC. Oh, I know. Also Friday night. So you got two games. You got one on the East Coast, one on the West Coast. Uh, I think that Kiffin can probably keep. You know, I don't. I don't think that UCF's defense is just otherworldly right now. That offense is though. That offense really is. <laughs> offense uh, the is analytics say that game will be forty-four to twenty-seven. Uh, so it, I don't know what the over/under is on that one, but uh, this one says it'll hit seventy-one points. That's a lot of points. That is a lot of points. USC and Washington State. USC coming off two ugly losses, getting to come back home, but they're coming home on a short week. Uh, the analytics say USC thirty to twenty-seven for a total of fifty-seven. So. Uh, let's jump into some Saturday games. We'll roll through these pretty quick. Georgia minus fourteen and a half at Missouri. It'll be uh, a fifty-point game. That's, I kind of, I kind of think that uh, if Missouri can can throw the football on them, which I don't think they can, then it could be interesting. But I, I doubt that it is. That's an eleven a.m. game in Memorial Stadium in Columbia. Notre Dame at Wake Forest. Notre Dame is a uh, what seven and a half point favorite now. Yes. So it's, seven and a half. Over, it opens it's over eight. seven. It might. Ooh, it might be eight. It, if it is, that's it's still bonkers. Uh, analytics say it should be thirty-one to twenty-seven. South Carolina at Vanderbilt. The only reason I have this in there is because Vandy looked pretty good at Notre Dame last week. This deserves to be in the honorable mentions. Neither yeah. one of these teams are the Florida level ready, but I think they have both kind of just done the same thing at Tennessee and Florida. Yeah. South Carolina, not as great as we thought. Vanderbilt, not right. nearly as bad as we thought. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and the last two games, Mississippi State at Kentucky. State is a 10-point favorite, according to Gold Strike on here. Uh, analytics say State 33-23, to 23. <laughs> so it says they should win by 10. Uh, that's going to be an interesting game. That's two undefeated teams that both have really high hope right now. The fact that Kentucky gets State at home, I think, gives them a better shot. But I'm telling you, that State defense is fierce. Like, they are something else right now. Their front seven is crazy. Yeah, it's it's really, really good. If State doesn't win this one by double digits, I might be a little surprised. Like, if Kentucky gets a late touchdown, whatever. But I could see State up by, you know, 13 and, and uh, give up a late touchdown yeah. at the end of the game. That's, that's kind of what I was thinking. Or up by two touchdowns, give yeah. up a touchdown, whatever. Uh, and then last game, late night, Pac-12 after dark, Arizona State – at Washington, Washington is what like an eighteen point favorite. So seventeen and a half according to Gold Strike. That just seemed like a whole lot of points to me. Now the analytics say it's it's pretty close. It's uh, thirty seven to twenty according to all the averages. But man, that just seems like a lot of points. I feel like Arizona State got beat by San Diego State last week because they thought they could just walk in and win. Because they they might have been prepping for for Washington, so I don't know, man. I bet against Washington last week, thinking they weren't world beaters. I think the class difference of them and everybody else in the Pac-12 is pretty different. Yeah, you I, might be I, I'll right. tell you this: the difference between Alabama and Georgia and most everybody else in the SEC might be the difference between Washington and everybody in the Pac-12. Well, I like don't know I, about that. It might not be that big, but you know what I'm saying? Remember, like, Arizona State is the team that, that beat Washington last year. Oh, well, yeah. Beat them 13-7. to seven. Last year at Arizona State. Yeah. I mean, and this one a, is – I mean, this is, this, is, this, is, this is in Seattle. Yeah. I mean, it's just different. And, and Chris Peterson is just an unbelievable coach. Now, 18 points, that's a lot. It is a lot. It is a lot. But that's okay. 
We have given you all the information that you need to be a winner. Now, head over to Tunica. Uh, get some action down on your favorite plays. As always, visit tunicatravel.com for more information. You can also visit winningcureseverything.com to get all of our picks and to join the picks contest. Just go hit that football picks contest button. Sign up there. We will give you some gambling picks in the next section. College football gambling picks week number quattro. Quattro, baby. Week four. We're going to jump into it. First off, Tunica, Mississippi is bringing you this segment, bringing you the show, the South's premier sports gambling destination. You can watch and wager on any of these games at any of Tunica's five, soon to be six incredible sports books, Horseshoe, Samstown, Gold Strike, First Jackpot, uh, put, First Jackpot, Hollywood, opening soon, opening Friday, uh, September 28th at 11 a.m., the sports book at the Fitz. You can go check that thing out, put your bets down there. You can get more information on all of that over at tunicatravel.com. You can get more information on these picks over at winningcureseverything.com, and you can put your picks in into our picks contest. We've got different prizes every week. This week it is a two-night stay at Hollywood Casino along with a $50 slot play. Not too shabby. Last week was a $100 dining credit at one of the fine steakhouses down there along with a $50 slot play. And we're going to have night stays and all sorts of different stuff. So go check it out, winningcureseverything.com. We've got all sorts of different prizes we are giving away each week. Join in, tell your friends, share it out on Facebook, all that wonderful stuff. Chris. Yes, sir. You want to go first? Game number one. Uh, The way that this works, for anybody that hasn't seen, we've got seven games each. We're doing it just like the William Hill College Pick'em Contest. Seven games against the spread. You got number one. Mark D'Antonio coming off a bye, coming off a pretty bad loss on Pac-12 after dark. He gets to go to the rough, tough stadium of Indiana. (laughs) I don't know that that crowd is very ruckus. Tom Allen, man, like he's he's laying five points. Didn't Tom Allen? And I think Michigan State is ready to just kick someone's butt. They haven't gotten to play in two weeks after that loss, and I think they got the chapped ass on them, and they're ready to fight. Didn't Tom Allen marry Roseanne at some point? Isn't that no? Isn't that I the think same it's guy? Tom Arnold. Tom Arnold. That's it. Tom Arnold. <laughs> All right, all right. So, what, what's the line you got them at? I got them at five. I got Michigan State minus five. You got them at five. And I think they roll. I don't think Indiana is going to be a tough place to go into and play. Okay, okay. Uh, these lines are brought to you by uh, by Gold Strike this week. Uh, we will change that up every week. Uh, the lines will change. So, we're going to give you these lines. We that are we recording got this on Tuesday evening. Tuesday evening, but the lines will change. So, if you ain't real comfortable with it, hit us up on Twitter or Facebook or whatever, and, and we'll talk you through it. We'll talk you through whether or not, like, if the line moved Michigan State minus seven and a half or something. I, I'm rolling with Dan Downey. You know. There you go. You All you got to do is hit us up. Hit us up. <laughs> all right. Game number one for me, Notre Dame at Wake Forest. I'm taking the Deeks plus eight. It's 11 a.m. Saturday on ABC. You can watch that down to the casinos in Tunica. BB&T Field in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Notre Dame's only spread cover this year was the win over Michigan. Uh, that was a fast start to the game, and Notre Dame has not exactly looked great since. Like in the last 10 quarters, they've just kind of, 
and we'll get through whatever. And they haven't had to, like, because they're still winning. Wake is going to be fired up for this. They lost a close game at home to Boston College last week. Uh, Notre Dame is only averaging 3.63 yards per run. Wake is 7-4 and four against the spread after a loss since 2016. They are 2-0-2 as a home underdog. Wake had 239 rushing yards last year at Notre Dame and 349 passing yards at Notre Dame in a 48-37 loss. I think Wake matches up really well here. Notre Dame has not been covering lately. Give me Wake Forest plus eight. You ride her till she bucks here or you don't ride at all. I'm going with the fighting mullet down in Oklahoma State. <laughs> Listen, we just went through this. This is almost the exact same game, exact same game plan. High-flying offense, hadn't really played anybody, putting up a lot of points on everyone, scoring 60 a game, coming in, you know, to uh, to Oklahoma State, and this Oklahoma State team is rougher and tougher than they've ever been that I can remember seeing them. This is one they're, of the same games that I've got. They're playing tough defense. I got a minus 13 and a half. I think – I think Gundy is – I think he's tired of playing the stepchild to Oklahoma, and I think he's trying to make moves. The, the coaching moves that he made to, to build that staff up, to beef up on defense, I think he knew he had to do. I like Oklahoma State big. I, I like, I like them last too. week big against Boise, and, and I, this week it's a big number. I don't care. I think this is the same team against – against Texas Tech. Yes, uh, 6 p.m. is that game on FS1. T. Boone's picking stadium in uh, in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Uh, look, Ole Miss had their first 200-yard rusher in eight years against Texas Tech. Justice Hill is averaging 8.15 yards per carry, and that's even against Boise. So uh, Oklahoma State, is they're going to score a lot. The thing that has changed this year is Oklahoma State's defense. Exactly. Former Duke defense coordinator Jim Knowles he has insanely improved this team. In three games, Oklahoma State already has 16 sacks and 32 tackles for loss. Way more physical they, than they've ever been. They are only giving up 3.98 yards per play. The offense is averaging 7.29. They're going to win this by at least three touchdowns. I think Boise State's offense is better than Texas Tech's. Yeah, I and think so. And they shut them down. I, I think you're probably right. Yeah, they they shut them way down. Uh, what, is your, uh, what is your pick number three? Now – a little bit of feel, a little bit of science, a little bit of magic to this one. I feel so good about it. I love this pick. I like taking a team that came off a really, really tough loss. They're pissed off. They're angry. They're gritty against a team that just puffed themselves up, beating up on somebody, a big national TV game, but I don't know that their opponent was very good. Give me TCU and the Fighting Horn Frog. Give me Gary Patterson. I did something last week that scared me in betting against Ohio State. You don't like laying points against those big teams because they roll you. They didn't roll TCU. TCU's tougher and stronger and better than Texas at every part of the game. They're going to be better coached than Texas. This is at Texas. It does not scare me at all. I'm laying three and a half, and I think Gary Patterson's going to go in there and look for a fight. I think he's going to have them ready. Coming off that loss when they had that game. Wait, what number did you get them at? I got him at three and a half. Three and a half? Gold Strike's got him at three. Take the three. Well, I would take the three if it's at three. 
Yeah, it it says three right there. Take That's the three. I'm gonna put you th- down for the three. Give me the three. I'm gonna put you for the three. No worries. It, it actually opened up, I think, at two and a half, and yeah, then it, it's, it it's went getting, up and it's, it's gone back down. Probably getting better. Well, no, it, it it went back down again. Okay. Obviously. So that's that's from today. Okay. That is today. Uh, let me go on and jump in with Kansas State at West Virginia. I'm taking Kansas State plus 16 and a half. The line is actually going to continue to move. Uh, I don't see it. On, let's see if you can find it in there. Yeah. Uh, here's the deal. Kansas State, Saturday, 2.30 p.m. ESPN. Uh, let me see if I can say this right. Milan Pusher, Pusker Stadium in Morgantown, West Virginia. I was trying to say the right thing. I can't remember. Kansas State is 18-8 and eight against the spread as a road dog since 2010. West Virginia at home is only 19-23 and 23 as a favorite in that same span. Kansas State's overall numbers are skewed a little bit because of their game against Mississippi State. West Virginia did not play last week because of the hurricane. West Virginia coming off of a bye, 3-11 and 11 against the spread under Dana Holgerson. What we got? Fifteen and a half. Oh, we got fifteen and a half now. Okay, so I all right. So either way, even if it's fifteen and a half, if it's if it's above two touchdowns, I'm rolling Kansas State here. Uh, Bill Snyder will get the Wildcats back here. They they started to look like themselves against UTSA last week. Averaged uh, seven point one three yards per play in a forty one to seventeen win. They're going to score on West Virginia. They're going to score a little bit there, and I think this game ends up being pretty close. I'd say about a ten point. 10-point uh, finish, something like that. Touchdown, whatever. Kansas State, plus 16-and-a-half uh, is what I got it at. Um, and it will probably move back again. We'll figure that out. But, yeah, fight the uh, – take take the, the fight in Bill Snyder's. Hey, it's a good pick. I like, I like Bill. I like Bill a lot. All right, <clears throat> my next pick, nobody in the country was higher on South Carolina than me. Will Muschamp wasn't as excited about <laughs> South Carolina <laughs> – as I was, maybe why they got off to the start that they got off to. Uh, speaking of starts, before you get into that, we didn't even tell everybody. I went three, three, and one last week. That puts me at eleven, nine, and one on the season so far. You went five and two last week. You are ten, ten, and one in college. Uh, our contest winner, which you can join on the website winningcureseverything.com, contest winner was Michael C from over in Alabama. He went uh, eight and two against the spread. He was the only person that went eight and two. Uh, which was pretty remarkable considering we had hundreds of people in there. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, go check that thing out. Uh, we're, we're doing okay. We're about 500, right over 500. Um, we we changing that this week. Go right ahead. Yeah. Well, I like South Carolina. I liked them so much at the beginning of the season. Now, I was wrong on that, and I didn't really have any feelings about Vanderbilt. And I was wrong on that, too, because Vanderbilt's way better than I thought. I know that Vanderbilt crowd is going to be excited because they've – they're looking a lot better. South Carolina doesn't hadn't really impressed. I think Muschamp's going to go in there. I think he's going to steamroll these guys. It's less than a field goal. Got him at two and a half. I like South Carolina to roll big. It, it, it may or maybe they don't steamroll them. It could be a touchdown game, but but I'm I'm not very worried. This is a game that I love. I can uh, I can understand that. So less than a field goal always feels pretty good against Vanderbilt. Uh, against Vanderbilt, yeah. Uh, especially after Vandy put everything they had That's into that it. Notre Dame game That's last right. year. Uh, NC State, minus 6.5 at Marshall. Uh, wait, what's the latest on that one? See if you can find it. Uh, Saturday at 6 p.m. on CBS Sports Network at Jones C. Edwards Stadium in Huntington, West Virginia. That's right. NC State is going to play at Marshall. Marshall uh, and NC State's games last weekend were both canceled. 
Since 2013, NC State is 9-2 and two against the spread after a bye. That's, okay, so it is still 6.5. Yeah, NC State, since 2013, when Dave Doran got there, 9-2 and two against the spread after a bye. Uh, as a road favorite under Dave Doran, NC State is 7-2-1 against the spread. Marshall gave up 6.08 yards per play to freaking Miami of Ohio, and they only average 5.7 yards per play. My numbers say that NC State is going to win this by three touchdowns. Why it is down to six and a half, I have no idea. I'm rolling with Ryan Finley on this one. Dave Doran, bring me home. We covered this game in the previews a little bit. Tennessee versus Florida. This is, uh, you know, probably not the most talented Tennessee team that we've seen in a while. But it is. <laughs> that is an understatement. <laughs> more superiorly coached than we've seen them in a long, long time. I do agree with that one. I think Florida. It, there's just something not right there. Felipe Franks is what you brought up. I mean, yeah, that's 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 something that's not that's, right. That's part of it. It's he's, not all of he's it. He's not it's part great. Of it. I think this is Pruitt's ability to put his stamp on this program and say we are not going to be pushed around anymore. We're not going to be a stud right now in the SEC East. We're not even close to Georgia. But damn it, we are not beneath Florida. I think this is his kitchen sink game. I think they're throwing everything they got at it. I got UT plus four and a half. I, this game has been a one possession game every year. Yeah, for I, Lord I'm, knows how long. I'm taking. The, I went into this before I even knew the line and just said, I really like Tennessee. If it's close and it's small, and Tennessee's a little favorite, I'll take them. If it's bigger than three points, I'm taking whoever's the dog is. I just, I'm just taking the dog. I and get this the, ended up four I get and the half, right? home dog, and I think I get the best coach against it now. Now, you got it at, what, four and a half? You got it at four and it's, a half. Uh, it's five now, Florida minus five. Man, uh, keep going up. Keep, keep going, going up. up. Keep giving me points. Believe that. All right, so you've got, uh, what would you say, Florida minus five? No, Tennessee plus five. I mean, uh, Tennessee plus, I'm sorry. Woo. Tennessee plus five. Don't don't let me write that down wrong. Uh, East Carolina <laughs> plus 22 at South Florida. Saturday, 7 p.m., ESPN News at Raymond, J Stadium, Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, Florida. Since coming to South Florida, Charlie Strong is five and eight against the spread as a favorite. He is three and four as a home favorite. East Carolina is one and zero against the spread as an underdog this year. Uh, East Carolina was off last week because of the hurricane. The week before that, though, they beat North Carolina forty-one to nineteen. They averaged six point two two yards per play. South Florida is giving up almost six yards per play this season. All of my metrics have this anywhere from an 11-point to a 15-point game. Nothing close to 22. Let's see. What have you got here? 21 and a half. 21 and a half. Right, so it's come down a little bit. I still like it there. I still like it at 21 and a half. Uh, I got it at 22. It may fluctuate, like we told you, but 22, uh, it's it's where mine is. That's where my bet is. My next pick, there are two teams in all of college football that are far superior to everybody else. And that is Alabama and Georgia. At any point in time, against any opponent not named, Alabama or Georgia, and I would probably throw Auburn in there because of the hatred and the rivalry and whatever, if they're less than 20-point favorites, you just take them. They're going to Missouri, and it's 14-and-a-half. Yeah. Missouri's not going to keep them within 14 and a half. They're not going to keep them within 21 and a half. They're going to beat them by 30. Kirby Smart is not taking his foot off the gas. 
And and he's just going to make a point. We should be in the conversation with Alabama. Alabama went to Ole Miss. They beat the hell out of Ole Miss. We got to go to Missouri, and we got to beat the hell out of Missouri. He's going tit for tat with Bama right now. He's playing at a different level. And I can't understand for the life of me why this point spread is not in the 20s. I mean, he moved up half a point. It's 15 now. Okay. But you, you got it at 14 I mean, and, I don't, half, and, and but... Once again, they won't make this line big enough for me to not even feel safe about it. Yeah. They're not moving at five points. I can understand that. I can understand that. I got, I got, I got Georgia minus 14 and a half. Stanford minus two at Oregon. Saturday at 7 p.m. ABC. You may call me crazy. I've, I've called you crazy before. But. I've called you worse, too. This is at Autzen Stadium in, in Eugene, Oregon. Night game. Well, afternoon, whatever. It's an evening game. It's a night evening game. game. The public loves betting on Oregon. They love Oregon. But since Mariota left from 2015 on, the Ducks are 15-25-1 against the spread. David Shaw is the single best spread-covering coach in all of college football. Oregon is giving up 226 yards and 7.1 yards per pass attempt through the air. K.J. Costello will 100% take advantage of that. He'll be throwing the jaws. Uh, we've, we've already talked about this on one of the other ones, the average staggering rating of the opponents that they have played. Stanford 76, Oregon 171. Stanford rolls into Autzen and finds a win by more than two points. Is it still a two on goal strike? Man, you got to ask the one dyslexic guy to find a number on here. <laughs> Get somebody that can read. I got Stanford minus one and a half. Minus one and a half. It's going down. Going down, brother. I thought I was getting lucky when I got it at minus two. The public right. is on Stanford. What a – no, the public's on Oregon. Not if it's going down, they're not. Gary, that's how gambling works. If it was two and a half and now it's one and a half, that no, means it was, everybody's it betting was two. on – now it's, now it's one going and down half. to one and a half, which oh, means yeah, everybody's was, betting okay, on Oregon. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Man, I just sounded like a smartass, and I was dead wrong. Oh, yes, God. you were. That's going to live on that the was internet fantastic. forever. Now that I'm going to get a bunch of fat jokes because I was wrong. That was so good. Because apparently my weight is consistent with my brain. There you go. There you go. I'm looking for the updated line because I don't want to sound like another. No, we're good. Now. On which one? Nope, we're fine. We're good. It hadn't changed. All right. My last pick. Okay. It is not wise to bet against the big boy teams. I have said this I know where time and time again. And sometimes I just do things that are a little foolish. It worked out for me last week. Both betting against both big boys covered. One was in the game, live dog to win it. Texas A&M going to Alabama. Alabama was just a 21-point favorite against Ole Miss. All and then won by 55. Now, all of a sudden, yeah, okay. All of a sudden now, they're a 27-point favorite. At, and I know they're at home. Well, it we opened to 24. This. It's just the public has bet so much. We're, Jimbo Fisher is going to have these guys ready to play. The only thing that could jack this game up and they don't cover is that crowd gets into A&M's offense's head. But I think A&M's offense is good enough to score. On Bama. Now, I could be wrong. Thought Ole Miss's offense would score a little bit. They didn't. <laughs> but but once again, A&M is not in the class with, with Ole Miss. Now, don't get me wrong. 
I I do not it's, believe it's different tiers right now. Yes, I I do not believe in any way, shape, form, or fashion that A and M is a live dog chance to win this thing. But you're but they, talking about twenty seven points, almost twenty eight points. Yeah, I'm with you. I just don't see I don't see A and M getting outscored that much. I I just don't. They have turned the ball over zero. They are Jimbo has them playing. Really well. It, really well, but not, like, reckless. I, like, they've been explosive, but usually explosive offenses Comes goes with, a lot with of risk. turnovers and risk and, 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 and recklessness. Like, he's found this weird combination of, I've got a quarterback that can make big plays and not turn the ball over. Now, also, once again, don't get me wrong, I, I, I think he's going to turn the ball over. Yeah, that's I, 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 I'm, I'm not saying he's going to have no turnover. If he has no turnovers in this game, it won't be close to a 27-point spread. They're going to win by two touchdowns pretty safely, but that might be it. Okay. He's going to turn the ball over. They're going to make some mistakes because that crowd's going to get behind them. I don't think that crowd's going to make Bama play one ounce better than they've already played. I think they're playing at maximum efficiency right now. That's not a knock on Bama. That's a good thing, not a bad thing. Yes. And I just think this is way too many points. You might be right. I was expecting this to be a 19-point line because I thought Ole Miss was 21. A&M's a lot better than Ole Miss. A lot better than Ole Miss. A&M would probably be a 14-point favorite against Ole Miss. And all of a sudden, this is a touchdown more than the Ole Miss line? No, yeah. no, no, no. This is just wrong. I think the the way that Alabama has beaten everybody. But these teams are awful that they've played. I, I know. That's I know. not a knock on Bama. I'm, I'm not but those saying. those teams are terrible. I understand where you're coming from. I'm just saying the way that they have beaten teams, the public. That's better's perception. Yes. I want to be on the other side of that. You give me A&M, you give me A&M all day heavy. Wisconsin and Iowa is my last pick. I can't believe you're touching this game. You better believe I'm oh. touching this game. Look. Saturday, 7.30 p.m., Fox, Kinnick Stadium in Iowa City, Iowa. I'm taking Iowa plus three and a half. It's it's the same on there. Okay, that's what I was looking for. Iowa is 3-0 and against the spread this year. They're only giving up eight points per game. Wisconsin is 0-3 against the spread, giving up 13.7 points per game. Jonathan Taylor is averaging eight yards per play, but Iowa is – sorry, eight yards per carry. Iowa is only giving up 1.54 yards per run. I think Iowa has been waiting on this one. I think they are going to shut down Jonathan Taylor. I think that they – honestly, Iowa has shown nothing on offense. They haven't had to. That's exactly what I'm saying. I think that they have been saving up everything for this game. I don't think it matters to Iowa that Wisconsin lost last week. I don't think, I don't think any of that stuff matters. I think that Iowa has been waiting – to, to rub freaking Wisconsin's face in this one. They are getting them back home. I don't think it's going to be what the Ohio State game was last year, but you saw that Iowa has the capability to do that. I think Wisconsin is a lot worse than we thought they were. They have not looked good in any of the three games that they have played so far this year. I'll agree with that. Iowa and their defense. But they haven't played anybody yet. They haven't, but... I'm if, telling if you. If you think this defense is going to hold Iowa or Wisconsin to under 100 yards rushing, you're just wrong. There's, just, there's nobody in the country that do that. There's just nobody in the country that's going to do that. They're the best rushing team in football. I think they could keep them to, to under 100. No, I think they could. There's, that's good. 
Good luck to you. I'm staying away from it. I'm going to watch this game and enjoy it. There's no way I'm betting against Wisconsin coming off of a bad loss like that. This will be the best week of practice they have had in years. I'm touching it. I don't I don't like I got against it. teams like that. Good We've luck. given you all the information you need to be a winner. Head over to Tunica, get some action down on your favorite plays at any of their five soon to be six sports books. As always, you can visit tunicatravel.com for more information. You can also check out winningcureseverything.com and the free football picks contest. Enter your email, enter your picks in, win some prizes. Let's move to the NFL. <laughs> NFL best game previews week number three, or trace, as I usually would say. Uh, brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. You can watch and wager on these games at any of Tunica's five, soon to be six, incredible sports books Horseshoe, Gold Strike, Samstown, Hollywood, First Jackpot, and opening on Friday, September the 28th at 11 a.m., the sports book at the Fitz. You can get more information over at tunicatravel.com. As you can see on our lovely screen behind us, Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. Our picks contest is up over at winningcureseverything.com. You will get all kinds of prizes and wonderful things. Sign up for free. Just put in your email, put in your Twitter handle, put in your name, make your picks, win some stuff, win some cool stuff. We uh, Do you approve of the prizes? Sure. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, uh, like I said, you can do that over at winningcureseverything.com. This is the NFL Best Game Previews. You ready to jump into it? Yeah. I'm going to count on you a lot on these. Come on. We're going to start with the Monday night game. I like the Monday night game. Steelers at the Bucks. It's the best game of the weekend. Rare that Monday night gets that. Opened up, Steelers minus two and a half. It is now a pick 'em. Over-under is 53 and a half. Is that right? Is it yeah, got it on there? That's 53. Okay. Uh, Monday, 7.15 p.m. on ESPN, Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, Florida. Tell me your thoughts. Ryan Fitzpatrick averaging five touchdowns a game, going up against the defense, averaging giving up four or five touchdowns a game. Yeah. I. What's so hard is we all believe that Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to come down to earth at some point. It's also very difficult to believe that the Steelers will start off three games into the season and be winless. And have no wins. I I will tell you this. Uh, As far as points scored, Tampa Bay is number two in the NFL right now, and Pittsburgh is number nine. They are number one and number two, Tampa Bay and Pittsburgh, in total yardage so far this season. And to top it off... Well, you know the reason why Pittsburgh has all those yards and not that many points. They're playing comeback. No. What? Turnover. Turnover. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was against uh, uh, Cleveland. Turnover. Um, Number 25, Pittsburgh. Number 31, Tampa Bay, as far as total defense goes. So that's... Neither one of them are stopping anybody. Number 27 and number 28 in points allowed. It's, It's... Obviously, bad defenses against good offenses, and you know that normally means points, right? Uh, We can talk all day about uh, Antonio Brown and whether or not he wants to be traded, and Le'Veon Bell, whether or not he's coming back. There's something smoking in the garbage can over there. I I am with you. I'm just letting you know that that it's it's smoldering, and, and I smell smoke. There are way too many people on 
the Bucks on this one right now. Like too many people that are doubting the Steelers. It, it's that's like, what don't scares get me, wrong. me. I'm not going to bet a, a side on this one nope. because I I don't trust any of it. Nope. Um, but it just it's got that feel like the Cleveland thing, right? Like when Cleveland Ben Roethlisberger on the road. I'm I'm not touching at all. If anybody's going to turn the ball over and give a game away, it's going to be him. Yeah. And and if Fitzpatrick can you do it one more week, one more week, man, I don't know. I don't know. I think he's – There are props in Vegas. I, I don't know if there's I want props in Tunica on this. To, I want badly to be on Tampa Bay. And depending on how I go throughout the week, I might be on Tampa Bay pretty heavily just, the, just to have some fun. The, uh, the odds for Fitzpatrick keeping the job in week four – Minus like four hundred. It's it was up to five hundred. So I don't think Jameis is getting his job back. Uh, what, what do they call it? Uh, Wally pipped. Yeah, he's getting Wally pipped. Yeah. Fook Jameis. Yeah. Who's Jameis Winston? Who's Jameis Winston? Uh, let's move into game number two. Interesting matchup here. Okay. AFC NFC. Chargers at the Rams. This Rams is, are this minus is, seven. Yeah, this is the best game on Sunday. Over under is forty eight. It's Sunday, 3.05 p.m. It's on CBS. It's at the Coliseum in Los Angeles. Phillip Rivers against uh, against that Rams defense. I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't know what to make of Phillip Rivers right now because I think that the Chiefs are really, really good, and I think that the Bills are really, really bad. And I think that the Chargers are somewhere... In the middle. In the middle. They're somewhere in the middle. Yeah, I mean they. they and did. the Rams have played two teams that we don't think are good at all. Yeah, they're they're not. So exactly it's really great. hard to just say are the Rams going to just moonwalk into the Super Bowl? I don't know. It's going to be a tough. Te- it's going to be a tough test. Of the what Rams. do you make of the fact that the Rams have only gotten two sacks on sixty nine dropbacks when they've got, you know, Indomitian Sue and uh, uh, Aaron Donald? I, th- I think both the teams they played, they were playing the run a lot. And I think that's because the receivers didn't scare them. They signed two extra cornerbacks, beefed up that DB. And I think they're just saying, we're going to play the run. We're going to let the quarterback sit back there and try to throw the ball. And we still they, don't think they can beat Because us. they can't. Yeah. They can't. So, um, one place that they have an inefficiency, I guess, the, the Raiders exposed, which is their linebackers maybe can't cover a decent tight end. But I don't really know, like – I don't think Antonio Gates is going to do anything special. He just doesn't have the talent. He doesn't have the legs under him. I'm I'm really curious to see how Mike Williams does. He has been the best receiver for this team and has not been Keenan Allen. I, I well now a lot of that's hard to judge because the Bills game got out of hand so quickly. Yet why why get Keenan hurt when he's been injury prone? But I'm curious to see how they cover. How they covered Mike Williams. The analytics say that this should only be a five or six point yeah, line. Yeah, I, I absolutely. Think uh, this there is be a no real game. home field advantage. No, here. it's seven. It's seven and a half points, and um, is it seven and a half at uh, at Gold Strike now? It's no, no they've it's only seven. Got it seven. They've uh, only but but seven. the juice on it is even for seven. Yeah. So even they are, are thinking like, eh, maybe take the Chargers here. That's right. Um, yeah, I mean the Chargers at at plus seven minus one twenty. Uh, I'd probably roll that way, but, man, the Rams have looked really, really good here lately. I agree. Really good. No, I completely agree. I mean, it, you get you get the best quarterback in the matchup, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. nobody's going to debate golf over Rivers. Nah, no, nobody. Now, not not now right now. You're betting against cool coaches, though. I mean, I also think Anthony Lynn could easily be, like, first coach fired. And That's you're going up true. against maybe the coach of the year. So Maybe. I mean, obviously, they, they bought him a, a good team. 
You know, <laughs> that's right. Well, but he was that way last year. And he he, didn't he buy was, a team, yeah, he was so. really good last year. Uh, game number three: the San Francisco 49ers at the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs are favored by seven. The over/under is fifty-six and a half. Sunday at noon on Fox, it's at Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City, Missouri. Patrick Mahomes is playing out of his freaking mind right now. He is like the the dream quarterback for Andy Reid, right? Ten touchdowns in two weeks, never been done before in NFL history. Uh, the Chiefs are just – and that, what's crazy is that he hasn't needed, like, a whole lot of yards to be able to do that. Like, it's it, 550-something yards throwing the ball, but ten touchdowns. Like, he is – he's on another level right now, and this is on the road both times. This is the Chiefs' first game at home. I think the fans are going to be fired up for this. It's going to be crazy. Just uh, ludicrous. Jimmy G had three turnovers, three interceptions against the Vikings. Looked a lot better at home against the Lions, but Kansas City ain't the Lions. No, and they're not the Vikings. I mean, they're they're somewhere in the middle. Somewhere in the middle. Defensively, they've given up a whole lot of whole points lot also. Of, yeah, I, whole lot of I, points. I, think, I think Jimmy G will look just fine. I think he'll put up a lot of points. Can he hang with the Chiefs? I don't know. The uh, Now, the there, line there opened a, up at five and a half. Uh, it has moved up to seven, and, and the analytics all say that it should be right at seven. Yeah, I, there is a part of me that thinks the public is going to be on the Chiefs. And if I was going to make a pick, I would take the 49ers. I think this If is, that gets over a touchdown. But I, like, I th- even think at a touchdown, it, it, you don't feel safe doing it. You don't feel smart doing it. But, but mean, it's the NFL. Ev- everybody is on. Just when everybody goes one way, you just got to go the yeah, other. Yeah, you got to go the other direction. Hold your breath and do it. You got that right. Game number four, Saints at the Falcons. Falcons are a three-point favorite. Over-unders 53. Sunday, noon, Fox, Mercedes-Benz Stadium. There's a lot of good noon games this week. Uh, Fox, Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, both teams are 1-1. One one. The Falcons have looked considerably better. Uh, and that's that's tough to say, considering what they looked like in, in the first week, but that was against the Eagles. Uh, New Orleans has not been able to run the ball without Mark Ingram. They're averaging 52 yards per game running. This but, is this is a must-win for New Orleans. They lose this. They start off 0-2 in the division. Yeah. and you, With you one of those games at home. You do that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Falcons scored 31 against Carolina at home last weekend. Sark appears to have figured out the red zone issue. Now, it was only one game, so we'll see what happens. But, look, New Orleans is 29th in total defense, giving up 428 yards per game. That could be – look, I, I look for the Falcons and, and really the Saints, too, to score a lot here. Uh, if I was going to make a play on this, I'd probably take the over 53 – uh, I don't know that the analytics actually say that, but uh, but you know I think both teams are going to score a lot of points. They're going to score a lot of points. Yeah, you might be right. I I'm so disappointed on the Saints and what they've done so far this season. They were they were my Super Bowl winner, and and they are just not living up to the hype at all. Um, I think this is a must win. I think they're the most desperate team. Uh, analytics I'm, say uh, say Atlanta twenty seven twenty three. Okay, so Four you know it, it, but but that would hit the under. I still, I, I think the analytics are wrong on that one. Like I just, I, I think four point game. That's that's giving the, uh, that's giving the Falcons the cover. Eh, it's I right mean, at the number though. It's, it's it, right at the number. It it it'll be a fun game to bet on. I'm not going to touch it. I'm okay. staying away from that one. 
It's it's in my gambling picks. <laughs> the uh, game number five, we got the Bengals at the Panthers. The only reason we have this is because the Bengals have looked on fire the first two weeks. Just on fire. The Ravens go out, hold the uh, the Bills to three points. They beat them 47-3. to three. The Ravens come into Cincinnati, and Cincinnati rolls off, what, like 28 to nothing? I like, thought that Ravens defense was going to be good, and Andy Dalton looks like John Elway back there. <laughs> that went for four touchdowns, moving the ball. And to everybody, A.J. Green cut them to pieces. Yeah. But Boyd cut them up. John cut them up. I mean, they, he just – everybody was open. Hit Ertz. It just – Whatever. I mean, I for not urge. Like, he just didn't care. Yeah. Everybody got fed. The one thing that ticked me off about this game is they were in control. They were rolling. Joe Mixon goes down, gets hurt. They bring him back into the game. Yeah, it was. And now he might dumb. be out for a while. Yeah. Like, what are you doing, man? You're, you're in full control. The Ravens were making a little bit of a move. But that's fine. Like, just keep throwing the ball down the field. They couldn't cover him. No. And A.J. Green looks like a, a different beast this year. And he that's looks weird like to he's say. in better shape than he's ever been, doesn't yeah. he? Isn't this that, was like the crazy. best A.J. Green we've ever seen. And and he ain't been bad for a while. Like, it's it's crazy. So so let me ask you a question. Right. Ravens, Ravens just not good? I mean, that was just all the facade? Or do you think maybe some reason they just – got steamrolled on Thursday night, and I, they'll figure it out. I think the Ravens got to beat up on a basically the NFL's version of a high school team. That's right. Like Nathan Peterman playing in that game. He never should have been in that game. And they might have just gotten a little a little comfortable thinking that they were better than they actually are. That's entirely possible. I mean, they got rolled. Yeah, they, they really did. Now, they uh, came back. They scored some points. The, the game they looked a close, lot closer than but, it was. But at no point in time were the Bengals not in control. Uh, with this one, we didn't go over the, uh, the the numbers here. Panthers are a three-point favorite at home. The over-under is only 43-and-a-half. They look for this to be a defensive battle. Sunday, 12 p.m., it's on CBS Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, I don't know what to make of this. I, I don't like without Joe Mixon. I'm curious, like how well this team plays. Uh, I I think Joe Mixon was a very l- big, legitimate part of that offense. Oh, I completely agree with that. No, no doubt about it. But Andy Dalton is still playing out of his mind. This will be in my gambling picks. <laughs> uh, let's move into the honorable mentions. Thursday, Jets at the Browns. Browns are a three-point favorite. I think that's going to be a really interesting game. Savior Sam coming to Cleveland. Uh, this is like the bizarro world of the immovable force meets the unstoppable object. Or well, I mean, I it, that backwards. It, it's a it's crazy because like everybody assumed, even the day before the draft, that Cleveland was taking Sam Darnold. Right, like the Haslam's had met with Darnold's like father. You know, they'd had him in for a couple of workouts. It, every, it, all signs pointed to that, and then bam. Yeah, well, they were taking Baker Mayfield. You know, and, and Mayfield hadn't even seen the field, like it, which he shouldn't. You know, it, now if they keep losing games, That's we'll right, see. And, and can't move the offense. Tyrod has got to move the offense yeah. better. Uh, and getting rid of Josh Gordon does not help that, uh, at least you wouldn't think. But, yeah, I mean, you never know. Like, no. sometimes it's a, a addition by subtraction. Correct. Uh, so I think this game's going to be pretty interesting. The Browns need to get this one. 
they, they need, need to win. And, th- and they're favored to win. Yeah. And they haven't been favored to win a game in a long time. Yeah. They are favored to win. And the last I was looking, the line is going up. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, so. Next one up. There is no line on this one at Gold Strike right now. There, I would imagine there will be later on in the week once we figure out what's going on with injuries. Uh, the Titans and the Jaguars. Uh at different spots in Vegas, it is the Jags minus seven. I was just about to say, it should be the Jags minus a lot. Yeah, it's Jags minus seven. The Jags look really, really good right now. We don't know what's going on with Marcus Mariota. The Titans stole one last week, absolutely stole it. Uh, the Texans were not prepared for that ball game somehow. I Like, Bill O'Brien just – he he could be – First coach First fired. fired, no doubt. Like new, he's thirty-one new, and thirty-five. New leader in the clubhouse. Yeah, that's a hundred percent. If if you if I had to if I had to, to 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 handicap it, I think he's the new leader in the clubhouse. He got completely outcoached I, last I'll week. I'll tell you this: if the Giants go into Houston, now that'll be a game that you just should not watch. It's not going to be good. It, no, it it. I mean, it might be good if, as if far the as drama Giants goes. Giants go into Houston because that's an elimination game. And win that game. I th- I think Bill doesn't make it to to Monday. Uh, you might be right. I mean, there's there's no point in keeping him around. Uh, but as far as the Titans and Jaguars go, you know the Titans beat the Jags twice last year, and those two wins got them into the playoffs. It, Titans have had the Jags number for for a few years. Well, it's now. a divisional game. Divisional I mean, th- game. Th- this division is kind of weird. I mean, even when the Colts were putrid bad, they just always dominated the Jags. I mean, yeah. the, the 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 Titans. Titans. So, so I mean, up until just, up until last year, it's just one of these weird things. This division is is just tough to figure out. Yeah, they. It, I, I do like the coaching for for Tennessee, but I also like the coaching for the Jaguars right now. They no, Doug, they look Doug like they're Marone, on a mission. Doug Marone is is a really good head coach. Uh, next game up, Broncos at the Ravens. The Broncos have looked really good. They're two and zero. We still don't really know what to make of the Ravens right now, but the Ravens are at home, and their only home game was. <laughs> The a, Bills. Four, a forty-seven to three win over the Bills. Sure, uh, the Broncos have not been on the road yet. They won both of their home games. They uh, they came back and beat the Raiders last week, twenty to nineteen. They uh, they beat Seattle in Week One, twenty-seven twenty-four. You know, Case Keenum looks pretty good. He looks okay. He he struggled at the beginning of that Raiders game. They could not move the offense, and I was just begging, "Give me Chad. Just make the move. Just make the move one time." One time and just see. I don't does think they're going to do that. Does he pop? I don't. I well, don't you they, you shouldn't if you're not losing. I mean, if you're two and zero, if you're, if you're now, winning I, the games, don't change something. That's just somebody sitting at home with a little something invested in in in, in machine gun name, Kelly. Name to watch for the Broncos: undrafted free agent, uh, uh, Philip Lindsay. Oh no, that kid is. He's their number yeah. one running back. Yeah, he's awesome. He's, he's getting the number one reps. He's getting more touches. He looks faster. I mean, he. But it, like that is guy. one thing that the Ravens do, and that is they they put the clamps down on on that running game. Yeah, because they did that to so, Joe Mixon last week. How uh, <laughs> at, at least they're known for it, right? <laughs> um, I don't know if if the Ravens actually show up to play, they they could win this game. What is this? A five point spread? Four and a half? Four and a half? Ravens minus four and a half yeah, at home against four the Broncos. And, a half earlier. Uh, and the over under is forty four, so it's uh, they don't expect a lot of points here. Uh, and I wouldn't expect a lot of points here either. Last game for honorable mention, the Cowboys at the Seahawks. Another elimination-type game. I don't see the Seahawks. 
Starting off 0-3. Starting off 0-3. Uh, they're still trying to figure out injury situation on that, so there is no line over at the Gold Strike right now. There will be by the end of the week. Uh, I have seen it at other places out in Vegas where it is a three-point spread, right? Um, I got it at one and a half on my bookie. Okay, one and a half. Uh, and I would imagine it will probably be around one and a half, two points. Yeah. It'll be less than a field goal, more than a pick em. Which Giants team is... Like I think the Giants or not Giants, which uh, Cowboys team? I think the Cowboys actually have a pretty good defense, but I I don't know. Are you sure about that? I mean, is is Carolina's offense any good? Are the Giants any good on offense? I mean, no, the Giants aren't any good on offense. So I don't think either one of those is really. But I, I mean, no. you, there's not a lot that you can tell through two weeks of the season. I don't know what to make of this game. I, I don't think that the Seahawks are going to go 0-3, so I would take I, the Seahawks to win. See gambling picks. See, I've, I've yeah. got all of these games I'm betting on. I can't bet on the garbage games. I just can't make myself do it. I can understand it. I can understand it. All right, that's going to wrap it up. That's the uh, NFL big game preview, best game previews. Gambling uh, picks coming up next. We have given you all the information you need on these games to go out and be a winner. Go down to Tunica. Put some action down on these games. You're going to appreciate it. I promise. TunicaTravel.com for more information. You can get our picks over at WinningCuresEverything.com or you hit that subscribe button on YouTube. NFL Gambling Picks Week number 3 brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. Watch and wager on all these games at any of Tunica's five, soon-to-be six incredible sportsbooks. Horseshoe, Gold Strike, Samstown, Hollywood, First Jackpot, opening soon, opening Friday September 28th at 11 a.m., the sportsbook at the Fitz. There's going to be six sportsbooks in Tunica. How awesome is that? Very that nice. is awesome. You can get more information over at tunicatravel.com. You can get our picks over at winningcureseverything.com. Our picks contest. You can find it in the top right free on to winningcureseverything.com. It is free to enter the contest. You're picking 10 games against the spread, college and NFL games. And you're, you're putting down a little tiebreaker in there. We're going to get you to put the total number of points on a game. Uh, look, last week's winner went 8-2. and two. It was Michael C. He's from Alabama. He won himself a $100 dining certificate to one of the finer steakhouses down in Tunica and a $50 free slot play. This week, you get a free two-night stay at Hollywood Casino and $50 free slot play. Every week, we're going to have you something different, something cool. Go join that picks contest. As far as our NFL gambling picks, last week I went 3-2. and two. I am 6-4 and four overall. Chris also went 3-2. and two. He is now 7-3 and three on the year. Let's jump into these things. You want to go first or you want me to? I'll go first. It doesn't matter to me. Go right ahead. Where to start? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to – all right. We'll just, we'll just start with the one. Cincinnati Bengals. I got plus three at the Panthers. Road dog. I I love taking dogs in the NFL. I think all these games are close. Uh, Andy Dalton is playing out of his mind. I think they're the better team. I think they're the most complete team. Panthers have some guys banged up on defense. I think the Bengals are going to be able to score. It won't be a high-scoring game. The Panthers, there's something wrong with that offense. They're not looking good. Cam does not look healthy. And – I'm 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 going with the team that I think is the better team. I'm taking the Panthers plus three. 
The Bengals plus three. Band- Bengals, sorry. Right. Bengals plus three. Apologize. Bengals plus three. All right. I am I'm rolling with several favorites this week. Several favorites. Actually, all favorites and, and one one point uh, total. I'm, I'm all dogs. <sighs> uh, I got the Raiders at the Dolphins. I got the Dolphins minus three. Sunday noon, Hard Rock Stadium in Miami. This is a body clock game for the Raiders. Uh, West Coast to East Coast for early game. It, it, everybody knows how that goes. I don't think the Raiders are very good this year. I think that Gruden is still trying to figure things out. The offense is not very good. The Raiders have uh, moved the football They've only got 32 points to show for it. Uh, the Dolphins have barely moved the ball, only 299 yards per game, uh, but they've scored 47 points. They have, uh, they are very efficient. Well, right? the defense is getting them in great position. Yes, great position, uh, but they've also gone up against some pretty good defenses in the Jets and the Titans. And I think in this instance, they are going to be able to score points. I think Kenyon Drake's going to run all over the place. Uh, I, I like Ryan Tannehill right now. Like, he just seems to be playing well. And, and Adam Gase, he's a fantastic coach. Yep. I think he's going to kind of show John Gruden a little bit, uh, like, hey, you've been gone for 10 years, man. Like, this is how we play football now. That's right. So, I, I like Adam Gase. I like Ryan Tannehill. I like Kenyon Drake here. Uh, give me the Dolphins. Minus three at home. Sean Payton and my New Orleans Saints have looked just god awful to start the <laughs> they, season. They hadn't looked good. I mean, just if the Browns awful. had a kicker, they, they'd they be zero two. They should have lost to the Cleveland Browns. They gave up like ninety eight points to the Bucks. I, I I can't figure this out. I know this. They're way too well coached. They're they have talent like nobody's business. This is the week they break out. It, nut up or shut up. Right here, loser leaves town. If the Saints don't win this game, all is lost. Saints plus three. This is a divisional rivalry game. They don't like the Falcons. They get to play indoors, so they're not afraid of that. They don't have to worry about the weather. They're going to go to Atlanta. They're going to walk away with a W. You're catching points. Sean Payton will figure this out. So you got him what, plus three? Got him plus three. All right, Saints plus three. I have got <laughs> – this is absurd, right – uh, the Bills at the Vikings. Got the Vikings minus 17. Uh, and that is a huge line, right? It, what is what is it here? It's on 16, 16 and a half and here. Half. I got it at 17. If it's 16 and a half, I like that even better. Uh, the lines, by the way, are brought to you by Gold Strike down in, uh, down in Tunica. 17 is a lot of points. I don't care. Josh Allen going up against that Vikings defense is a horror show. It, I mean, it. there will be blood. There will be screaming. There will be gnashing of teeth. It's gross, okay? So if you don't want to see somebody being tortured on the field, you might not want to watch this game. I think the Bills are terrible. They are awful. Buffalo is 31st in the league in passing yards, only 139.5 yards per game. They are not going to be able to run the def- or run the ball on this Vikings defense. No, Minnesota is going to be pissed after letting that Green Bay win get away. They had to settle for a tie after Daniel Carlson missed three field goals. Uh, and I, the coach, like Zimmer, came out afterwards. Did you hear what he said yeah. about the like? You know, what did you think? What I mean, you, you saw, saw why we game. cut him. Like yeah. you saw the game. The, like, it needs no explanation. Sports writers are trying to get a rise out of these guys, but. But you obviously know why he got cut. Yeah, like I mean, he didn't. He wasn't late for a meeting. You know, no, it's, I he think, didn't fail I think, a drug test. I think Carlson got cut because he came out and admitted 
that his nerves got to him. He just he, You can't let your nerves get to you if you are a kicker in the NFL. It is put it out of your mind and go back and get the next one. Like, period. And there's a lot of kickers that can do that, like Dan Bailey, who they just picked up. Dan Bailey is one of the most accurate kick. I know he is the most accurate kicker in NFL history that the Cowboys cut like as a money-saving thing, right? To save like not a lot either. I mean, I mean we're talking a couple million dollars. No, I don't like, know that it was a couple. I mean, I think it's like around a million bucks. That is insane to me. I understand Dan we Bailey's getting like on a, up there. A plus $100 million salary cap. But, but he's the most accurate kicker in a dome in history – and now he gets to play in a dome. Good good things here. Good things here. So the Vikings minus 17, that line would have to get up over three touchdowns for me to not take it. Um, and even then, I don't know that I would ever feel comfortable taking the Bills here. I'm rolling with the Vikings minus 17. Uh, I ain't taking the Bills un- until I see some kind of life. And last week was not enough life for me because the Chargers had to come all the way across the globe to come over there, and they still beat them double digits. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I'm I'm staying away from the NFL 17-point lines. That's just crazy. But, yeah, there's no way you could take the, the the Bills. My next game I'm going I'm going with Denver. I don't – I think the Ravens only look good because they played the Bills. I think they got – Beat up by the Bengals. I think the Bengals exposed them for being what they are. I think this Bronco team, they're not great. They have flaws, but I think they're a physically tough team. They're catching four and a half points in Baltimore. I think they're a live dog. I think they got a chance to win the game, but even if they don't, I think it's going to be a field goal game. One way or another, it's going to be close. I think it's going to be low scoring. I'm taking the points. I can understand that. Four and a half seems like a lot, See, especially for a game with a total of is, 44. Is Case Keenum the better quarterback in this game? Yeah, I think he probably is. I don't know that he is. I'm not saying that he is. I think it's close enough to ask the question. I think it's definitely close enough to ask the question. Uh, next game for me, the 49ers at the Chiefs. I'm taking the Chiefs minus six. Uh, is that – yeah, yeah, We yep, got it at you six. You still got it at six. Okay. Sunday, 12 p.m., Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City, Missouri. San Francisco's given up 278 passing yards per game. That is uh, 24th in the league. It, it's pretty bad. Eight from the bottom. Mahomes and crew, uh, they are going to eat that defense alive this weekend. It's Kansas City's first game at home. And a bit of a body clock game for uh, for the 49ers, just a little bit. They, they still got to travel two time zones. So, eh, you know, I'm, I'm reaching here. I understand that. Uh, Kansas City is plus one in turnover. San Francisco is minus two on the year. That could easily account for another score here. Uh, you know, I, I like Kansas City. I think there's going to be points scored in this game. I like Kansas City anything under a touchdown. I can't, I can't do it. It's so hard to bet against Patrick Mahomes right now. But at some point in time, the NFL figures this stuff out. And I'm just And once once the NFL does figure it out, then I will jump off the bandwagon. But until then, you yeah, ride her ride her till she bucks you. Didn't you yeah, say that? No, I I agree, but I just think I think this is absolutely the NFL's begging you to take Kansas City. I think they're begging you to. And I think everybody will. I think what's, absolutely what's the juice on everybody will. We'll just wait till game time when ninety eight percent of the world is on Kansas City. Uh juice is minus one ten. Yeah. Well that's fine. Right now. 
we record this on Tuesday. Okay. We're a and long way from Sunday. Hey, I've, I've already made my bet. That's I, that's fine. <laughs> I'm just telling you. Just th- This game it, scares me. I'm staying away from it. I can understand. Go ahead. My next game. Game number four for you. Probably not a wise pick. <laughs> but there's some, there's some logic and reasoning behind this, okay? First, I love home dogs. In the NFL, you just don't bet against home dogs. You don't get it very often. I'm taking the Redskins plus five and a half against the Packers. Yes, I am betting against the god of football himself, Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Five and a Three half. Three and a half. Three and a half. Okay, I was like, so wait a minute. I have I have dyslexia and I can't read very well. <laughs> I was, um, I'm looking at the thing. I'm like, no, no, what? Three and a half. Three and a half. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Here's the deal about the Redskins. They are a every other week team. Okay. You, they're going to look like world beaters one week. You fade them the next. Then, when everybody's off the train, you get back on the train. It's like the Jaguars. That's right. E- yeah, that's right. Every other week, Jags you just last ping year pong did the same thing. You're fine. My thing about the Packers is this. This will be the first game that they get to go on the road. True. you got to see how that offensive line travels. Bad offensive lines do not travel well. They don't have a good offensive line. Aaron Rodgers is obviously playing hurt. At some point in time, the bend but don't break eventually breaks when it's damaged. I I think we are going to find out, if not sometime sooner, by the end of the season, Aaron Rodgers is playing on something far more damaged than he is letting on. I, it would not surprise me if he's trying to play the season out with a torn ACL. Once it's torn, you can't tear it anymore. It's just incredibly painful, but you put a brace on it to stabilize it. It would not shock me. I think he got all that money and he got hurt week one and realized I cannot take this contract and not tough this out. Dang. And so I, I that's probably far fetched. That's probably, you know, just crazy thoughts. But it God, I don't know that it would shock me if I found that news out. I don't think that would shock me at all. The way he looks out there is pretty incredible on one leg, but it obviously looks like he cannot put his any weight on his other leg. I think at some point in time that catches up to you. This is his first road test of the season. The The Redskins just looked putrid last week. And I think Jay Gruden's a good coach. He'll get them fired up. He'll get them ready to go. I'm catching three and a half points at home. I'm catching more than a field goal with a home dog. I'm taking it. Well, and, it, and it's a must win for the Redskins. I mean, they, they had 20,000 empty seats last week. Like well, they you, won't you this need... week because Green Bay's got a massive following. Agreed. They will all be wearing green and gold. Exactly. That's that's the issue. You got to get that fan that, base riled up. You, you got to do me. something here. Uh, game number four for me: Steelers at the Bucks Monday night. I'm taking the over fifty three. Tampa Bay has the number two total or uh, point scored offense. Uh, Pittsburgh has number nine point scored offense so far. Which is crazy. Number nine in points scored and doesn't have a win yet. Like, that's a little crazy, right? A lot of turnovers. Exactly. Number one and number two in total yardage in the NFL. Their defenses, though, are awful. Absolutely awful. Pittsburgh, number 25. Tampa Bay, number 31 in uh, total defense. Number 27 and number 28 in points allowed. Bad defenses plus really good offenses equals overs. So, I'm going over the 53. I'm not taking a side... I, I just don't see the Steelers going 0-2-1 to start off this year. Uh, but Tampa Bay has looked great. So I'm not going to bet against Tampa Bay, but I'm not going to bet against the Steelers going 
oh two and one or one one and one whatever the hell it is. I, if I if I finish, I'm going over fifty three. If I finish Sunday, Thursday and Sunday, up in up in the wallet, I, I'm gonna be all over the bucks. I'm gonna be all over it. But I gotta I gotta play it with one money. That makes sense. It scares me to death, but I'm I will I will love nothing more. Now what? Let me ask you this. What happens if Antonio Brown doesn't play? I think Juju Smith-Schuster gets like 100 targets. You don't take Tampa Bay minus plus two? If no. that's still the number? No. You still wouldn't lay the points? No, it, it, it scares me to death. Okay. Well, because it's it's not plus two. And, well, it's okay. It is here. I think that's going to be closer to like a pick em by this weekend. And it might even be Tampa Bay favored. So, but even still, with the number being right around there, still terrified because we expected this Tampa Bay team to be bad, bad. real bad. And at some point, I feel like the shine is going to come off. We have seen Ryan Fitzpatrick do this, where he's otherworldly, amazing, and then he starts to throw the ball to the other team. Well, but here's the deal. So I actually went back and looked at that. He did that, and it was a franchise year, and he did it all year. And then after he got a big contract, then he came back to earth. I mean, this is his 14th season. I get it. I get it. I understand where you're coming from. But, I mean, this ain't a contract game. It's a contract year. It is a contract year. Man, I don't know. See see what I'm saying? Like, over 53 makes sense to me. Okay. Over 53. I'm just just asking what if. Don't what, get caught up in this bull crap. What if Antonio Brown doesn't play? Don't get caught up in this bull crap. I just like talking about Antonio Brown not being there. What's your last game? My last game, I'm going <laughs> all the either. way up to Seattle. I made the point this year. I am fading the Cowboys every game. Didn't work last didn't, yeah, week. didn't work last the week. The Giants are just god-awful. Seattle, not good, but they're not god-awful. If Russell Wilson is healthy, he will be the best player on the field. Let me ask you a question on that. All right. Is Seattle bad, or did they just play two really tough road games to start the season? Oh, okay. I think there's a combination of this. They played two really tough road games. So they played at Denver and at the Bears, both really good defenses. Really good defenses that pressed the quarterback. Yeah. Where they are bad, they are probably the second worst offensive line in football. Which which could hurt them against the Cowboys. Yeah, but the Cowboys – the Cowboys aren't the Bears, and the Cowboys aren't aren't Denver. Yeah, I mean they they don't they don't press the quarterback as much, but and they, the they quarterbacks had, that Eli ain't Russell Wilson. No, no, okay. you got that right. Eli, Eli can't move. He's now, a statue. Now I get Eli's got Saquon and he's got Odell, and Seattle doesn't have any of that stuff. That that didn't matter. That didn't matter because Eli is not Russell. And if Russell can get away, can scramble, can get outside the pocket, which is what he does. That's how he'll find guys open. I, I like Seattle to go out. I got a minus one and a half. I think they're going to win the game. I think they're going to kick their butt. Uh, MGM Grand, Gold Strike doesn't have anything on this line because they don't know what the injury level's like. Unless Russell Wilson is not playing, give me Seattle. I'll lay whatever the points are up to a field goal and a half, four or five. I don't care. I think they blow through the Cowboys. This Cowboys team will not travel well. Last game for me. I told you last week I'm going to fade the Cardinals until they show me some kind of life. Uh, I don't think the Rams are as good. I don't think the Redskins are as good as the Cardinals made them look. 
Uh, the Cardinals are averaging 175 yards a game on, in total offense. And now Larry Fitzgerald is out. Um, or injured. Yeah, he's he questionable. Mu- yeah, he's questionable. But he, he, he ain't 100%. Nope. And that ain't good. Trubisky is uh, – he started getting the ball in the air. He did that against Seattle a little bit. 25 out of 34 for 200 yards. Two touchdowns. He did have two picks. Uh, Khalil Mack is going to terrorize Sam Bradford in this game. The Cardinals' offensive line is just about putrid. They are really, really bad. I think that's why Josh Rosen is not playing right now. I, I would agree with that. Um, I probably wouldn't play him yet either. And I, and I think the Bears are going to destroy these guys. I got the line at four and a half. You're not getting it, that now. Day that it opened, it is at what six? It, there's off, no line. It's off the books for for Gold Strike, but it's six, six and a half offshore all day long. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be around a touchdown. You're laying a lot of points. And I, I think that's okay because I think the Cardinals are really bad. It is it is a fight to the finish between the Bills and the Cardinals as to who is the worst team in the NFL this year. And I did not think it was going to be the Cardinals this year, but they have looked so inept on everything. Like, not can't, just, not just David, offense. David Johnson can't run the ball. Larry Fitzgerald and no other receiver can get open. It's D- bad. Defense, they haven't looked great. Special teams, they haven't looked great. I don't know, man. It's it's the one thing that, London, that I have told London you for game, years. Bills versus Cardinals, what do you make the line? God. They, they're playing neutral site. They're playing in London. What do you got? The Bills showed at least a little bit of life last week. I'd probably do Bills minus three. See, I would have I would have picked like Cardinals minus three and a half. Really? I really think the Bills are just garbage. I mean, the Bills I think, had a guy quit at halftime. Yeah, they did. They're just a shit <laughs> show of a – sorry. Trying to it's all good. They, it's all they, good. They are, they are absolutely a joke. Uh, one thing that I've told you <laughs> – we've been doing this. This is our third football season doing this at winningcureseverything.com. I always say bet against bad teams. That's right. No, like and that's a, bet against that's bad a teams. smart thing to do. So I'm against the Bills, and I'm against the uh, the Cardinals, and I'm against the Raiders this week. The Bills pick, I woke up and I said, before I start looking at these games, <laughs> I said, what does this line have to be for me to like the Bills? And I thought to myself, I think it's got to be around 17. And I looked, and my bookie had them 17. And I thought, nope, nope, I was wrong. Nope, that's not enough. That's, that's not, not enough. near enough. I thought it needed to be 17. No, no, it, it can't. No, I'm still not okay well, and, with this. And Gold Strike has it at 16 and a half. Yeah, if, no. if you can get down there and get it at 16 and a half, I, I don't like I'd to lay that many that. points in the NFL. You just know what's too nuts many things happen. is that it's 16 and a half and the over-under is 41. 41. Well, I think the Bills will score nothing. They don't think the Vikings are going to score 40. Would it shock you if the Bills blank them? You mean if the I mean, Vikings, if the Vikings blank them? They score nothing? No, that wouldn't surprise me. So you, the Vikings aren't scoring 41. This isn't college. They won't do that. No. No, but I could see the Bills scoring like a, a – Garbage touchdown. All right. So last you week know. we we killed the Bills. So thirty four to seven, something like that. You know. we, we're gonna cross the team off every week. Pretty easy to cross off the second team. Cardinals. Cardinals. We're crossing them off. Crossing them off. New first coach fired. Bill O'Brien. I, th- I think he gets to add it to the list. Hundred percent, Bill O'Brien. I don't think that Anthony Lynn gets off of that list just because he went to Buffalo and beat up the Bills. It, no, he not like, yet. He didn't hurt himself by any stretch, but. But he ain't off the list yet. He ain't off the list. He, I mean, that, look, they didn't O'Brien, look as good against Bill the, uh, the Bills. Bill O'Brien did a little cutsies to the front of, from the front of the line. Hugh Jackson, 
he's still at that damn front. Yes, yes, he is. I need, I need you to get fired, so a, a capable, competent coach can take my Browns team. They are so close to being good. I think they're a head coach away from being really good. Uh, is there anything that you would change your mind on so far this year? I yeah, would. Yeah, yeah. You want me to tell mine first? Yeah, go ahead. Tampa Bay. Oh no! Yeah, no, no question. I Two mean, obviously, no question. Hang but on. like, what they did against the Eagles' offense or defense? Defense. I didn't see that coming. I had Tampa I Bay zero and two to start this season. I had them three and thirteen. Yeah, I think I had them two or three wins. And they're two and zero, oh, and likely, if Patrick Mahomes isn't some freak show, they're the best team in the NFL. I mean, look, their They're the defense, best offense they, in the Yeah, NFL. the best offense, but they, their defense is pretty They're an putrid. offensive genius with a freak quarterback is the only thing keeping them from being the best offense in football. Yeah. Dirt Cutter. I, I thought that guy would have been the first coach fired. I believed that before the season started. And, and they fixed that thing. Good gracious. All right, we're giving you everything you need to know to be a winner. Go down to Tunica, put your bets in. Get some action on your favorite plays. These picks will be up at winningcureseverything.com. Go put your picks in on the picks contest over at winningcureseverything.com. But, yeah, go down to Tunica. Get more information over tunicatravel.com. We will see you guys next week. If somebody knows Sean Payton, tell him to get it together. I got too much money on him. It's time for the rundown. Remember, check out winningcureseverything.com. You can give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash winningcureseverything. You can follow us on Twitter, at winningcures. You can follow myself, at GaryWCE. You can follow me at Chris B. Giannini, C-H-R-I-S-B-G-I-A-N-N-I-N-I. You can also email the show, that's winningcureseverything at gmail.com. And we now have a voicemail line. That number is 551 226 9899. If you want to call and bash us for talking bad about your favorite team or praise us or just tell us about how awesome your team is doing, leave us a voicemail. That number again is 551 226 9899, and we may toss it on the show. Thank you for supporting this show, and until next time, have a good one, guys. Hey, don't forget, subscribe to the Winning Cures Everything podcast on iTunes and make sure you leave a review. For every 25 written five-star reviews we get on iTunes, we are donating to St. Jude's Children's Hospital and Le Bonheur's Children's Hospital in Memphis, Tennessee. So subscribe and review on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and all your favorite podcast apps. Remember, the Winning Cures Everything podcast.